McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome in to the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by In We Go. I'm Henry Chisholm. Um, and before we talk about the Buffs and some other cool things happening at DNVR, I want to tell you a little bit about In We Go. Basically, how it works is you get a subscription to the app, and the app just has a list of events. Pretty much every day, there's something on there. On the weekends, there's three or four usually to choose from. Um, and Every month, depending on the level of membership you get, um, you get a certain number of tickets. So three tickets, four tickets, five tickets, depending on how many you think you want to pay for. Um, It all works out so that depending on the size of your package, you're paying under 15 bucks a ticket, I think, no matter what. Um, And it's a great deal because they have great stuff. Uh, Today's Monday, and tonight, the Bucks are in town to play the Nuggets. The Bucks are the best team in the East, and you can get tickets on In We Go. And instead of paying all the money that I'm going to be paying uh, to go to this game because I'm going with other people, uh, you can go for uh, cheap. Actually, like 12 bucks, 13 bucks, because it's included with one of your tickets to your subscription. It's not like a separate cost. Uh, yeah, tomorrow you can go get a free one-liter Stein. Um, Wednesday... The New York Rangers are here to play the Avalanche. There's also a an axe-throwing class you could go to. There's a whole bunch of St. Patrick's Day stuff. This one's a St. Patrick's Day bar crawl on Saturday. Um, you get $10 to spend and obviously access to all these bars and like shirts and drink specials. Um, and one of those bars is the Blake Street Tavern, which is pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, so... It's a great, great way to see more of Denver. If you don't live in Denver, there's a good chance that In We Go has expanded to where you live. So check it out because the value is just incredible. Um, I'm trying to scroll through the bottom, make sure there's nothing new that was added. Oh, but they start adding Rockies games, which is exciting because that means it's spring. Um, also, the Colorado Rapids are good. That's cool. Um, those games are on there as well. There's an Earth Day 5K. The food festivals are my favorite. But uh, yeah, so check that out. Use the code DNVR. Get your first month free. Essentially, you just get four free tickets just for going on, putting in the code DNVR. Like, there's no reason not to do it. Um, yeah, so that's in we go. Also, some really cool news from DNVR, something that we've been trying to keep under wraps for a while. Um... Basically, we have a bar now. Um, it's gonna open Friday. I think like the big reveals like five or five thirty on Friday. And then there's an Avs game, and then there's a Nuggets game, and then 
After that, the Buffs could be playing in the semifinal in Vegas. So it's going to be a packed night. The next day, there's a bunch of St. Patrick's Day celebrations. Obviously, the Buffs make the final. We'll pack it there, too. Um, then I think Nuggets-Lakers is Sunday, and there's a big Avs game as well. So basically all weekend, it's a great place to hang out. And forever, it's a great place to hang out. Um, members get 10% off. Members, there's like a a special menu, I guess, just for members. I don't understand, but it's a really cool bar. Um, I've gotten to see it. There's like a big balcony um, up above it, and that's where we're moving all of our offices, all of our studios, and there's just going to be a big glass wall so that we can record our podcast, do all that kind of stuff up there, and play the sound while we're recording down into the bar below. If you guys haven't been to one of our watch parties, you got to get on it. Um, and this is a great opportunity. I mean, we we had 300 people at the last one, and it was just crazy, like giving away tickets, all that kind of stuff. Friday night's going to be a blast. I'll be in Vegas, so I won't be there, but everybody else will be. And I'm really excited because we got March Madness coming up. We've got uh, the Avs and Nuggets and the playoffs coming up. Such a fun time, and hopefully we'll see you guys there. It's downtown. It's like, I think, York and Colfax basically like 10 blocks east of the Capitol building. Um, yeah, I'm pumped. We're all pumped. Um, I'm basically going to be living there, which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So the buffs, we'll talk about some of that. So it's Monday morning right now. Practice is this afternoon. Um, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the vibe is because they lost again. At the same time, I thought they looked quite a bit better than they did in the previous couple of games, you know, the first three of those four losses, and maybe even back before that. But, again, they did lose, and uh, I'm not really sure how this is all going to play out, how they're going to uh, how they're going to manage it. I mean, it's do-or-die time now. Uh, they can't afford to get off to slow starts or turn the ball over or allow offensive rebounds or miss defensive rotations or <laughs> foul three-point shooters. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting to see how they approach this week um, because I really do think that they have a good chance. And we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but their path through the tournament is maybe a little bit longer than they wanted because they didn't get the bye. But the teams they play, I mean, those are the teams that you would want to play. You know, I think I think I tweeted yesterday that Colorado deserved a lot worse um, than than it got for landing in the sixth seed. Um, first round, obviously Washington State. Second round, Arizona State. Third round is probably UCLA, um, but could also be Stanford or. Oregon State, um, or is it Cal? I should pull that bracket up. But yeah, uh, essentially the, the the games that Colorado is playing, these are the games that you want to uh, have in front of you. Um, I'll be out there in Vegas, like I said. If you guys will be out there, hit me up. Maybe I'll send out a tweet later and say like, everybody's going to Vegas. Respond to this. We can make like a massive group chat or something. But uh, yeah, I'm headed out tomorrow night, Tuesday night. Um, and the bus first game is Wednesday. Uh, so, yeah. Um, in terms of what Colorado needs to clean up going forward, I think it 
it all starts with Lucas Seward, uh, Deshaun Schwartz, Shane Gatling. These are the three guys who really need to take a step forward. Uh, we saw Evan Batty, McKinley Wright, Tyler Bay, all kind of either. I think McKinley was playing, playing all right before, but the other two really step back up and get back to what we know they're capable of doing. Those other three, um, your two of your starters and your sixth man, provided almost nothing. I mean, the three of them combined for five points, um, and that's not good enough. You know, the Buffs have the stars to to win a Pac-12 tournament. They also have the depth to win a Pac-12 tournament, but they need it all to show up. Maybe not even all of it. You know, I think if you if I mean, you look back at this last game, this Utah game on the road, if they just have a good night from Shane, a good night from Deshaun, or a good night from Lucas, they win that game. Um, what I think is really compelling is that Dalen Koontz and Maddox Daniels both put up eight points. And each of them had stretches where they didn't look great, but they did provide quite a bit more than Colorado got out of those first three off the bench compared to those next two after them. Um, So, you know, last week, Tad said during one of his media availabilities that Shane Gatling is essentially just asking to be benched. Not literally, but, but because of the way he's been playing how how have they not just taken him out? And he said, because Dalen and uh, Eli Parquet, they just haven't stepped up and shown that they uh, can can give the buffs any more. Um, so now there's been a game where we saw players step up off the bench and it'd be kind of drastic to make a move now. You know, it would have been nice to have a transition game, um, but that's just not on the table. So how exactly Tad plays this, how he decides his rotation is going to be telling. And uh, I definitely said that was Dalen Koontz before he said who had eight points, but I meant Eli Parquet. Um, Shane only played eight minutes in that game. Um, Eli played 36. So... That that would make you think that there's going to be a change made. Eli, you'll remember, was the starter to open the season, um, probably the first month or so before uh, Shane took that starting spot back. Um, maybe Shane does fit better off the bench. I I don't know. I'd be interesting to see it. But again, waiting until now to make a change, that's pretty late. But like Tad said last week, nobody was forcing his hand. He would have made the change before if somebody had given him reason to, other than Shane not playing well. Um, so, yeah. I uh, I think that the lineup is definitely in question. I would guess that Tad does make the change and starts Eli Parquet. Um, and I like it. I like his defense. Um, there are definitely questions about whether his shot is going to fall from game to game, but I think that you can afford to have a guy out on the court who is kind of just feeding off of everybody else. You can put Eli Parquet at the three point line, throw him in the corner and let him knock down some open threes if they come to him. But 
Ken is still going to drive this offense. He's still going to look to get to the rim on every possession. And if that's not there, then he's going to try to set up Tyler. And if that's not there, then he tries to set up Evan. And if that's not there, then he tries to set up Deshaun. And then, as a last case scenario, you do still have Eli Parquet. You don't necessarily need a Shane Gatling who's crazy explosive and is a good three-point shooter, although kind of streaky. Um, I really like Shane coming off the bench. You know, it's it, it's tough for Colorado right now because they don't really have a backup point guard. Um, I wonder what the team's record would be this year if uh, it had kept Keyshawn Bartholomew, like played Keyshawn Bartholomew instead of having him redshirt. Um, you know, he's young. Watching him practice, you can tell he's young, but you can also tell that he's a very good basketball player. Um, I, I, I had a chance to catch up with him, I guess, when's the last we we talked about this in like january probably maybe february even and Keyshawn said that the biggest difference was that he needed to learn how to defend um and kin said that Keyshawn had to gain weight so that he'd be able to defend and tad said the same thing so he probably would have been a liability most of the way but by now i would guess that he's ready to contribute i think that he could be um a rotation player but it's a tough situation because the way this program is run, this isn't a program for one and dones. You have experienced players who've been in the program and you typically can trust to do the right thing. But when Shane's cold, when Dalen's cold, when Eli's cold, when Maddox is the fourth of that group, then you're missing something. And I think that Keyshawn could have been a guy who could have filled a role and could still fill a role, but you're not going to burn his year of eligibility just for this tournament run. Um, I think that's a good call. I think that they definitely made the right decision sitting him all year. Um, You know, I remember Tad also saying that he wishes he would have had Lucas redshirt his freshman year. Because then we'd looking, we'd be looking at Junior Lucas, who's coming back next year, and all of a sudden you have the the far and away favorite to win sixth man of the year coming back, and that makes you feel better, and and that's going to be something that we could see with Keyshawn. You know, if if Keyshawn does pan out, then you never know if he wants to leave early, all that kind of stuff. Um, also, like Dominique Clifford coming in, whatever, but uh. It'd be interesting, though, had he played. It would have been fun to see his development. But since he's not playing, and since there isn't a true backup point guard, that role has kind of fallen to Shane for most of the season. Um, And I think that makes a lot of sense, especially when you look at the uh, other options. And I think that this is a way you can just buy into that. Again, in the tournament, Kin isn't sitting more than four five minutes probably he he might not sit at all but having Shane coming off the bench as an energy guy I think it fits him a lot better I don't think they lose much in that starting lineup you know Eli can you know he, he can hold his own offensively he's not going to take possessions away from the other guys and he's good defensively Shane can get buckets, and he can get buckets off the bench. I think that this is the move that has to be made, and I think it's the move that will be made. Um, I don't expect it to be a matchup-based thing. You know, 
Dallas Walton is in and out of the rotation based on matchups. Um, I don't see that happening here. Uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm most looking at this week is who even are the starters. So I'm I'm excited to see. Um, before we move along, I want to tell you a little bit about Breckenridge Brewery, which is incredible. And if you want to save money while drinking great beer, then Breckenridge is just perfect for that. Um, it's all made in Colorado. Um, they, they have their massive brewery out in Littleton. It's kind of on like the border of Littleton. But uh, they, they have all like the high-tech equipment. They had to have like people come out from Germany to install it. Um, and, you know, it's, it's like a science. It is a science. That's what they do is like they go through, they test, they figure out what works, what doesn't. And they just have a massive staff of people coming up with great beers. They're so good. And uh, you can get them at all sorts of different places. Um, Blake Street Tavern right now has a Strawberry Sky on, on tap, which is my fav- favorite. Um, I'm sure we're going to have some at our bar, but I don't actually know that. Um, also, if you don't know where to go to find it, then you can go to Breckenridge Brewery's website and there's a beer locator. They'll tell you all the different places you can get all of the different beers. It's really convenient and I use it all the time. Also, Bojo's Pizza. Uh, there are six Colorado locations. Uh, they're all incredible. They have gluten-free crust. They have cheeseless pizza. They have plant-based options, a massive salad bar. Um, plus, they infuse their dough with locally sourced honey. Uh, it's made fresh daily. It's incredible. Uh, you can also order it on DoorDash if that's more your uh, thing. Uh, the best part is if you mention DNVR, then you get a free honey cheese bread with the purchase of an entree. That's a steal. A free honey cheese bread with the purchase of an entree if you mention DNVR. So definitely get in on that. Um, it's great pizza. You got to do it. Okay. Um Here's a note before we get back into some basketball stuff. Antonio Alfano uh, is suspended indefinitely from the Buffs football team. Uh, Brian Howell reported that this morning This morning of the uh, Boulder Daily Camera. Uh, it's bad news. Um, I had heard that things weren't going well, um, that, there, that there was some friction. I don't think this is irreparable. Like, from what I heard... Things just aren't going smoothly. Uh, I wish I could give you more details. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can get... Now, now that this has actually kind of like come to a head and we know that something actually happened, maybe I can circle back and uh, see if I can get more confirmation on the things I heard. But, uh, again, it's it's not big stuff, at least the things that I've been told... Um, so let's move on to uh, what that actually means. Um, again, I think this is something that gets worked out, but also if it doesn't, that's a big loss for Colorado. There's really no denying it. He was the number one prospect in his class for a, a period before signing day. Um, this would have been his redshirt freshman season. He spent his redshirt season at Alabama 
well, part of it. He transferred out in September, um, and dis- or I think that's when he entered the transfer portal and wound up signing or committing to Colorado a couple months later. He's a he's a great football player. Um, he he has the body. You'll remember we were talking about how he compares to Joey Bosa. Essentially, if you look at the numbers that Joey Bosa put up in the combine, um, oh no, it was Nick Bosa that Nick Bosa put up in the combine, and then compare those numbers with what uh, Antonio Alfano put up in the regional, which is like the for for high school kids to put their numbers um, into like a f- official timing wow this is that 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 come out right but uh but uh before his senior year basically he he went to a combine for high school players and i think nick bosa probably got him in one or two of the categories but it was tight and uh alfano got him in the rest and alfano was also heavier uh so he's an incredible prospect um things didn't work out with bama for whatever reason um things are not going well in boulder so we'll see we'll see how that goes. If they lose him, they still have a lot of talent on this defensive line. Um I would still say even without Antonio Alfano that the defensive line is the best group on the team. The the running backs probably providing the other competition. Uh cornerbacks are also very promising, but they're still young and there's a little bit more bust potential there and so they don't quite make it up into that tier um but you look through who colorado would still have and i think you'd probably have to be pretty happy with it um first of all jalen sami he turned into a monster at nose tackle at the end of last year his redshirt freshman season he's coming back as a redshirt sophomore um you look at uh, mustafa johnson who was a junior last year, didn't put up the numbers of the year before because of like the lingering ankle injury. And you don't really blame him for that. You know, it's, 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 it's tough because you, you have to say, well, he still didn't produce. Like there's, there's, there's an exception. There's like a reason it happened, but at the end of the day, his season was not nearly as good as a sophomore season. Um, For defensive lineman though, losing your ankle is just, awful um he he took a cut block to that ankle in the air force game at the beginning of the season third week of the season and i i think he missed a couple games from there and then when he got back it still wasn't at 100 percent. and when when you're an offensive lineman going against a team that has one of the best defensive linemen in the in the conference and you know that he has a weak ankle you're going after that ankle. You know, you're you're cut blocking more than you would typically cut block just because you want to put a little more pressure on it. Just just keep him uncomfortable. Um it's dirty, but it's what almost anybody would do in that situation. Um and and so I really think that having a full off season to rehab and recover will get Mustafa back into the shape that he was in his sophomore year and producing at that level. Um, I don't worry about the ankle going forward because I, it is something that you can typically rehab. Um, it was just kind of a fluke thing. And, you know, we hear that cut blocking is dangerous. When you play a cut blocking team, the, the buffs got stuck because of it. Um, 
And again, defensive linemen can get their ankles targeted more than any other player on the field. Um, and that's what happened. So those are your probably big two. Jalen Sami, um, who will be a sophomore. Mustafa, who will be a senior. And then you also bring back your third starting defensive lineman, Terrence Lang, who is going into his redshirt junior year. Um, he was productive. He took a big step forward. But there's going to be some competition behind him. You know, Janaz Jordan was a sophomore. I'd expect to see more of him. Austin Williams, Naeem Rodman, both as true freshmen, looked pretty good when they had opportunities. Jeremiah Doss. Um, so, so they have a bunch of guys who you look at and you say, okay, this this rotation still is pretty exciting. Um, with Antonio Alfano, it's one of the best groups in the Pac-12. Uh, I don't know that you say that without him. Although, you could easily still see it happening. Um, so that's my initial thought to Alfano. Um, I, I don't think it's a surprise that this stuff is coming up um, because of his background. Uh, because he did struggle at Alabama for whatever reason, um, we knew that there were some potential. We we knew there were red flags. Um, whether those red flags turned out to be actual problems, we didn't know. Um, and this is a, another even bigger red flag, um, the biggest so far. And it could be that that means it isn't going to work out, and we could see him leaving the school, um, or. It could all pan out and we'll be fine. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a problem for sure. Definitely something worth keeping an eye on and worth talking about here too. Um, really disappointing. Really disappointing. Uh, again, it was for violating team rules is what Brian Howell reported. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of... A lot of little things that can get you in trouble for that kind of stuff. You know, showing up late to meetings, late to practices, um, missing meetings. Uh, that type of stuff is typically what you see. Although it could be something else, something bigger, but I would be surprised by that. Okay, uh, before we move along again, uh, I'm going to let Ryan tell you about the Blake Street Tavern. What's up, guys? Ryan Konigsberg here, and I got to tell you about the Blake Street Tavern. It's my favorite sports bar in town, as evidenced by the fact that we had our fantasy draft there. It's where I watched Super Bowl 48. It's where I watched CU win a Pac-12 basketball championship back in the day. Uh, it's the place to be for any sporting event. It's the biggest bar in town. I always joke you could land a 747 in there. It was named the National Sports Bar of the Year in 2017 by Nightclub and Bar Magazine. It wins Best Sports Bar in Denver seemingly every year from Westward, anyone else that's voting. It's the place to be. Uh, they've got great specials, and the food is out of this world. I recommend the nachos, the green chili fries, uh, the buffalo chicken wrap. You name it, they've got it, and the location is perfect. Just two blocks north of Coors Field, and they have parking. So go check out the Blake Street Tavern. Okay, so we've talked a lot about this basketball tournament and kind of why I think it could go well, why Colorado could make a run, um, and also why it could not go well. And that's pretty simple. They're on a four-game losing streak, and for most of that four-game losing streak, everybody has looked terrible. Um, things picked up a little bit, and you're excited about that for sure, and you should be. But again, 
they haven't totally figured it out. And, and if it takes one more bad game to get things into rhythm, well, that's too many and you're out in the first round. That's the situation they're in. Um, and so we've kind of talked about why it could work and why it couldn't work, but we haven't really talked about what exactly I w- expect. Um, so let's do that. If, if I were filling out a bracket for this tournament, um, maybe we should just do that. Let's just run through this whole bracket. Um, starting at the top, I would take... Oh, the first game is Oregon State versus Utah. Let's go with Oregon State. Trace Tinkle. He's the best player on the floor. Um, he does enough to win that game, but that'll actually kind of be a low-key fun game because um, we saw that Utah can still do some things. Uh, next game of the day is Arizona-Washington. Washington, scary right now. They they just beat Arizona this weekend at Arizona uh, with, you know, Isaiah Stewart, their, their freshman big man who's going to be a lottery pick this June, playing the best basketball he's played all year. So this is one, this 5-12 game that could kind of be a potential upset. I'm not calling it though. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Arizona the win. Stanford and Cal. Uh, this is a weird one. Um, I don't. I think that these are two of the weakest teams at this point, um, right there with Washington State, uh, and that kind of makes it a toss up. I'm gonna give Cal the win there, and we get to Colorado Washington State. Uh, the the matchup with. C.J. Ellaby is going to be massive in this one. It's going to be him and Tyler Bay squaring off. Um, you remember Washington State? Uh, they have that fun backcourt. Uh, C.J. Ellaby also fun, but not in the backcourt. He's a forward. Um, they've got guys who can fill up the bucket. I think that this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a really ugly game, but Colorado's going to win it. Um, I think it's going to look a lot like that Utah game we just watched, kind of just back and forth and pretty physical. Some some like good defense, but also some missed shots on both sides. Uh, and Colorado will end up winning, though, just because the, the, the gap in talent is just so wide between these two teams, I think. Um, so that's the first round. Second round, Oregon State's now playing Oregon. This is another one that... If, if I'm Oregon, I don't like this draw um, because Oregon State's had success against Oregon this season. You know, the first matchup of the year um, was in Corvallis and Oregon State won by 10. They did play again in Eugene uh, about a week ago, two weeks ago, and Oregon won that 69-54. So they split the season series, but playing your rival, always a little bit scary. Um, I still think Oregon wins, like if I'm picking a winner, but that's another one. That that little group of the bracket, Oregon State, Utah, Oregon, that could get weird. Um, and then next up, the second game of Thursday is, would be USC versus Arizona. And that's one where I'd take Arizona. Arizona's so hot. I think that USC ha- USC can give fits to teams matchup-wise, but I don't really think 
that Arizona is one of those teams. Um, Zeke Naji is going to be matching up with Okongwu in the post in that game. And I take Nyaji, the big man from Arizona, um, in that matchup. Um, then you have Nico Mannion, the point guard, kind of running things. He looks so much better than he did at the beginning of the season. That duo is going to be really tough to stop. Um, so I think the Arizona pulls off the 5-4 upset and moves on. Uh, third game of Thursday is UCLA versus, I said Cal, that's UCLA. Like I said, I'm not in on Stanford or Cal at this point. Um, UCLA goes on. Arizona State against Colorado. If, if I'm picking the games, I'm, I'm saying Arizona State wins this one. I know Colorado beat Arizona twice already this year, but since then, Arizona State has gone on a stretch where they won, what, eight of nine games, something like that? Uh, a seven-game winning streak at least. So when that happens, the team changes. Like, they start clicking. They see what works. Maybe you can't always replicate what's working, but you know that they have it in them. You know that they've had them in it or had it in them recently, even though they did end the season on a loss. Um, looking at the specific matchups, I don't necessarily think it is a bad matchup for Colorado. Uh, again, bad matchups for Colorado are teams with very good, very big, big men. Um, because the front court that Colorado puts out there is a combination of Evan Batty, who's a little bit shorter than you'd expect a five to be, um, and Tyler Bay, who's you know pretty typical size for four, but maybe a little small if you had to pick a side though. And then uh, Lucas Seward, who isn't the bulkiest guy, although he is six eleven. Um, so the teams that have success in the post against Colorado, whether that's scoring, whether that's offensive rebounding, you know, that's what you're scared of here. Um, Arizona state does have Romello white. They didn't have Romello white in the first matchup with Colorado this season, but he played well in the second matchup of the season, which was the closer of the two games. Um, he put, he made nine of 12 shots, scored 19 points, um, brought in 10 rebounds. He's he's a scary matchup, but maybe not to the level of an Isaiah Stewart, Zeke Naji, um, those types of guys um, is where I am more concerned. But still, um, Arizona is playing good basketball. Remy Martin's a good point guard. I, I still like that duo, and I think that they probably do get the job done against Colorado um, if I had to make a pick. Again, you could totally see how... Colorado could win this whole thing but if, if I were throwing money around on this that would be my choice um, moving along uh, to uh, the third day the semifinals uh, the first semifinal is Oregon Arizona that's a fun one that's a fun one for sure um, I'm giving the nod to Oregon but for the reasons we talked about before you could see Arizona with Nico Mannion and Zeke Naji winning that game. You know what? Let's call it Arizona. Let's call it Arizona. Um, Arizona moves on to the final. Then the second semifinal, we have UCLA and Arizona State. Um, we're going to say UCLA wins that one. Which, ah, 
it's it's another tough choice but UCLA like Arizona State is playing some good basketball um Tiger Campbell the point guard is putting himself together and that's really exciting so let's say they move on if it's Colorado UCLA that's not a matchup I hate and again UCLA won both of their games against Colorado so that would give you some pause but I think that that was more Colorado beating themselves um that's not a matchup I'm scared of. And if Colorado gets there, I wouldn't be surprised to see them beat UCLA. Uh, so, yeah, that's our final. Uh, did I p- end up picking Arizona State or UCLA? I think I, think I picked UCLA um, with Arizona in the final. Um, let's give it to Arizona. Let's just go all in on Arizona winning this whole thing because I do really like that young talent, and it's coming together. Um, so there you have it. That's what I see coming. But again, you could see Colorado winning or losing a bunch of games. You could see uh, a team like Arizona just fall flat early. You could see a team like Washington pull off a couple wins because they do have that dominant post presence and a very good defense. Um, So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun for sure. I think that's where we're going to end things today. Um, I'll be back tomorrow, I believe, with another probably pretty short podcast uh, talking about the game that the Buffs will play against Washington State. And then uh, the first game is Wednesday. So there'll be a podcast up after the game. All these games are 8.30 starts in Vegas, which means they're 9.30 starts here until the final. If they make it to the final, that's an 8.30 start. But Colorado's in the late game every day um, for as long as they keep winning. So I'm going to be up really late in Vegas doing the things that you typically don't do in Vegas, like work. But uh, yeah, there'll be podcasts up after all the games and uh, written stuff, of course, too. That's kind of plan for the week. And I will talk to you tomorrow. I think they like my Colorado swag. when I'm in it play. I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado swag. And see you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. Oh. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging as the crowd do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh-huh. Cause you know we finna hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hey. Hey. You on your own now, why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. Yeah. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it.
get Bible. Great big blindside, flatline, no revival. Get them thugs, get them bugs, mess them up, we say we got them. If we don't, then we'll get them. When we see them, then we have them. like my Colorado swag, cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holla, get them bugs with my Colorado swag. Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, man, I swear I think they like my Colorado swag. 